Welcome to Sex Unshackled. I am Becky Krepsley Fox, and this podcast is where sexuality and spirituality meet. Today on Sex Unshackled, I have Acro Yoga Collective with me. Acro Yoga Collective is an acro yoga company taught and founded by both Julie Haviland and Rob Keats. Both Rob and Julie have taught yoga, dance, and acro yoga for 10 years in studios and corporate settings, and are keen ambassadors of the healing power of movement. These two are good friends of mine, and we met when myself and my husband also trained as acro yoga teachers. And for those of you who follow me on Instagram, if you scroll down far enough, you can see some photos of us doing a freezing cold photo shoot in the winter in Bruges. Can you guys kick us off by telling us what brought you to this work? Sure. Um, so I, I have a background in dance. I started training in dance when I was um, young, lived in Denmark, but moved to the UK about 12 years ago, um, did a degree in dance and have worked as a dance artist since. And then through my dance training, um, came across uh, yoga as a practice and then I teach yoga as well, and acrobatics and a bit of aerial circus, ended up doing a course in that as well. And um, it was actually in my teacher training in yoga that I met a guy who was an acro yoga teacher. And we started practicing acro yoga just in the breaks whenever there was time and I fell completely in love with it. Um, I think because of my background in dance and anything that's to do with being upside down and working with other people and touch and contact. And um, yeah, so I started training in acro yoga when I came back to UK and about six months later, did the teacher training <laughs> and here we are here we are and julie i'm wondering if you had to choose between dancing yoga or acro yoga which one would you choose oh god you can't <laughs> ask me that um it's weird because i feel like they i would never give up one of the practices completely i think i would always do all of it mm. um but i recently found ways to interlink a bit more i think i used to see my yoga dance and sort of acro practice quite separate yeah. and I'm trying to find ways to just see where they link and overlap and create sort of teaching programs and in my own movement practice find ways that they can just um yeah overlap and fuse a little bit more because there's a lot of relations and that's kind of also what we do as acro collective finding ways to really work with both together yeah I love that and Rob what about you what's your story so mine's a slightly, I'm going to go a different route. <laughs> uh, mine very much started from when I was younger and I didn't really know where to fit in. I wasn't very academic. Um, and I just, I was basically quite a physical child. So I had quite a physical upbringing. I was a swimmer and then I trampolined. Uh, and then I kind of found my route into like pantos and and drown, like amateur dramatics and all that sort of stuff. And that kind of boosted whatever came next and I was like oh but I haven't actually danced before and I went to do a dance degree <laughs> and, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then kind of found my route into like professional dance school where I was like oh my gosh what is this what is this word called dance and I think it just stemmed from me being such a tactile human ever since I was quite younger I was always I was always like that person who at school you'd really want to go and hug or want to hug from someone um so and then when I was working so this I then worked professionally in dance for about 
well, still am, 10 years plus. And uh, I was doing a job and my friend at the time called Cam, he was like, Rob, 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 can we try this? Can we try this? And he pulled up this photo of Acro. And I was like, what? what is that? I don't want to do that. And then kind of as we went into doing it, I was like, oh, this is actually so, <laughs> so fun. You're on my feet and you're flying and I have control of that. And oh, but wait, it's shared. Like you can't do that without me. And it was just, it was like that kind of vibe of just, and then we went and then, yeah, just kind of really having fun with it, exploring. I think that's it. I was just so curious. And then started uh, Acro Yoga Dance and kind of brought that in. And uh, <laughs> then, Three months later, I started my uh, teaching uh, qualification in uh, teacher training in Acroyoga Dance. And there I am. And it's kind of the combination of the two kind of thing, really. Always jumping straight in, right? Never tried dance before. Let's do a degree. Let's try some acro yoga. Let's do the teacher training. But you always manage to pull it off. And for the listeners, I just want to say that Rob is a huge um, pioneer for the fact that you don't need the most open hamstrings to do acro yoga because Rob, <laughs> for those of you who practice yoga, Rob hates doing a down dog. He finds it really uncomfortable with the hamstrings. <laughs> so, um, you know, acro yoga is maybe more accessible than you think. Mm, totally. Totally. Mm, I mean, yeah. I don't necessarily have tight hamstrings. Downward dog is just not my favorite move. <laughs> We'll go it's from the mid, word, mid dog. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to talk and focus on how acro yoga can improve our connection and trust and how this can be brought into intimate relationships. Can you guys tell the listeners what acro yoga is and what inspires your particular work? So acro yoga is a, uh, it's a physical partner practice that you could do with the same person. So Rob and I are what we call a dedicated partnership. <laughs> so we practice together solely, or you might practice it with lots of different people. But um, generally speaking, it's a physical practice you do with one other person or maybe two other people. And um, it's kind of rooted in acrobatics and yoga. So it's a bit of a fusion of the two. Although some kinds of acro yoga take uh, sort of principles from Thai massage and um, there might be other circus arts influences in there. And um, there's lots of different ways of practicing it uh, in a more kind of structured way on a more jam-like way that's a bit more free-flowing. Um, but yeah, ultimately it's a really physical um, partner practice. And I guess ours, our approach kind of stems from our background of the, uh, our joint love for contemporary dance and contact improvisation and the fusion of those two things, uh, acro and dance. So it really drives from this idea of, just because Julie's also love, got a love of aerial, being upside down. Mm. I've got this love of passion of contact and really kind of uh, this improvisational kind of side of it as well. So we've really just mer merged those two together and that's kind of our field really. Mm. And that's I think like I really think. ultimately at sort of the base of our approach to it is definitely playfulness. Like it's, uh, yeah, we try and really create a, uh, a sort of sense of play and curiosity and um, exploration in the practice. And I think that's what's so beautiful about you two working together is there's so much creativity and there's so many different elements in which you fuse. And I think for someone watching Acro Yoga as well as learning it, it just makes it so fun, so fun. Something that I think we all need quite a lot more of right now. 
And I know you guys work on some values. So I think I'll get these right. Curiosity, kindness, openness, transparency, and trust. Were there any that I missed or why are these important to you? Why are these factors underpinning your work? We, uh, we kind of set these values when we were designing our website, I think, and we started thinking a lot about what our values were as a collective, um, as a partnership, as a group, both in terms of how we work together, but also how we want to work with other people that we teach or that we uh, collaborate with or like anyone that we work with, really. Um, and we actually worked with a coach for a short while um, who helped us find some of these values. and. Mm -hmm. They feel, um, I mean, if you go to our website, you can find out a bit more about sort of what each value means to us. We kind of define them in our own terms, but um, they feel really integral to how we um, are with each other, like how we communicate with each other. Um, and I think when you work so intimately with one other person, um, ultimately at some point, there's probably going to be things that you maybe disagree on a little bit or different ways you want to go with certain kind of decisions. So having these values, I think is a really useful kind of tool to just come back to and sort of go, okay, these were like the ground rules that we set for ourselves. And this is what we really want to um, sort of invite in anyone you work with, uh, invite them to, yeah, to share those with us. And I think it really does come to that point as well, that these are kind of the foundations of how we practice acro, therefore our acro yoga practice. Sorry. Um, so that when we invite that person in, these kind of you, like alignment with these or something to just uh, like the curiosity to understand these two, these five um, values that we have and explore them with us is something that we invite them. This that's kind of that foundation, so that then it builds on top. Like because. In acro yoga, it takes a lot of trust between the base and the flyer to really like to understand weight transfer and to understand that touch and what you need and you need to have that communication. So that transparency of being like, actually your foot's in the wrong place, it hurts, get it out. <laughs> that kind of thing needs to be completely communicated with honesty. So there's a lot of things that connect and they all kind of have an underlaying, underlaying kind of foundation to everything we kind of work on. Yeah. So do you think if people are practicing acro yoga or practicing it in a safe way, similar to the way that you two lead your classes, um, they have space to practice these values and to kind of integrate them in real life experience? Yeah, 100%. I think like one of the, one of the things that we've really seen um, acroyoga can help with with the people that we teach especially is ways of communication and not just verbal communication um i mean in acroyoga we talk a lot about asking for what you need and how to really articulate and verb you know verbalize that but also really non-physical um communication so whether that's through different sort of physical gestures that we do and different squeezes and different ways of um indicating certain things physically but also just getting to know someone's body um, in quite an intimate way as to do with acroyoga creates a kind of physical communication so that at the end um, after having worked together for a while sometimes we don't need to uh, squeeze a hand to indicate a certain mm -hmm. move we kind of just feel that weight transfer we feel the subtle shifts um, physically 
and that comes from uh, from trust, from being open to the other person's um, kind of tiny movements and to, um, yeah, I think like the values really underpin that kind of communication. So it's really, I feel like that's where we see the biggest shift in a lot of the people that we work with. Yeah, and just on that, I think, you know, I'm going to bring it back to sex because it's me. Um, there's there's so many correlations between what you just said and for partners having sex in a bedroom. So firstly, if um, two people were practicing acro yoga, they might experience asking for what they want. As you said, Rob, you know, there's a foot in my back that hurts or can we change the hand grip? Can we go a little bit slower? Um, can you add a little bit more pressure? And I think that's such a brilliant way of practicing for asking for what you want in the bedroom when it comes to genital touch and different as well as different types of touch but also different types of sexual acts you know can we do something else can we add in a sex toy can we change position and also following through to what you were saying about non-verbal communication and how if that intuition is there between the two people then maybe that vocal asking for what they want isn't actually needed after all, because maybe if you are giving oral sex to someone, you can feel by the way they move their body, how much they are kind of receiving it and when they're backing away from it. Um, so I think these are definitely tools that we could use in acro, in life, and also in our sex lives. Yeah, I think you're right. We become so attuned, like we do. We do become so attuned to each other's way of being and way of being active in the space together. So yeah, for sure. I think I think everything you just said relates from one thing to another. Mm -hmm. Like there are things now, even when me and Judy just have a conversation over the Zoom chat, if she's got a face on her, I know exactly what she's talking about. <laughs> that's just from like a year of working together year of making this website year of like communicating in these ways in with the within these values mm -hmm. that actually has built this relationship for us yeah I just want to point yeah. out for the listeners that Rob and Julie are not a romantic couple <laughs> they, they each have their own partners um but they do work very very well together and they're great business partners as well as acro yoga partners so if we're continuing the thread of thinking of benefits of acro yoga, are there any others as well as this communication um, and this connection? <laughs> yeah, so I think we, we highlight that often because when we work with couples, that feels like a really important thing to get to know someone else's body intimately in another way than you might not have otherwise. And it's, especially when you work with couples, I feel like it's really nice to just see the transformation of them obviously being known you know they're used to knowing the other person's body but in a very different way um but we also work a lot with dancers having the kind of background that we do um so in terms of sort of a more physical based um benefits um there's so much that acroyoga can offer in terms of learning how to use your own weight and weight share and work with counterbalance mm -hmm. um to think really creatively about how to whether that's to construct sequences or to find your own pathways through some of the movements that we offer and some of the kind of sequences that we create. Um, and it allows kind of a different, because I think dancers are really, um, the, the kind of background that we have as dancers, we're already used to working with 
other people's bodies. We're used to working with the floor, with gravity, with being upside down, with using momentum and flow. And so there's a lot of um, kind of aspects of acro yoga that are already there for dancers. But then the technique itself is kind of new. So it just offers a new, um, yeah, new approach to that. And seeing, I think, dancers, um, for example, work with acroyoga um, just offers a new way of thinking about physical movement and, and yeah, expanding their movement practice. Mm -hmm. What did I miss, Rob? I don't think you missed anything, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said it all very clearly. Fantastic. So I'm just going to continue with the thought pattern of um, couples. So Julie saying that you two at Acroyoga Collective teach couples a lot. And I was actually reading these two studies, one in the US and one in Canada, that show that when participants engage in fun tasks with their partners, they also reported more sexual desire, therefore were more likely to have sex and were more satisfied with the relationship. And this was even stronger for couples who have been together for longer. So these new experiences with long-term partners can act as a spark. And this can mimic the excitement shown in early stages. Across the two studies, on days that the couples did something fun together, the scores were high. The couples were between 25 and 34% more likely to have sex. So quite often in my therapy practice, Instagram, podcasts, I like bang on about novelty and relationships. And I think this is such a beautiful way to get a novelty in. No, I'm not saying that you have to be in a relationship to do acro yoga. You can do it with someone you don't know. I actually um, know someone who went on a date with someone and their first date was going to an acro yoga <laughs> class, which I, th I think is pretty cool. Um, so that's also an option. But if I am thinking about relationships, it is a really beautiful way to get some of that passion, to get some of that interest and just connect with each other in maybe a different way than you have already been. Definitely. I think also what we've seen a little bit from couples that we teach is that um, there might be certain ways of them behaving with each other or talking to each other or sort of making decisions that just feels quite um, habitual. You know, if you've been with someone for a long time in a relationship, certain kinds of ways of reacting or behaving just becomes kind of reset. Um, and acroyoga can shake that up a little bit because um, being a base and a flyer, so the, the two main roles that we have in acroyoga kind of demand different things. Um, and they offer different things in terms of like asking for what we need, but also asking how we can help uh, progress whatever move that you're working on or whatever transition it might be. Um, so I feel like it can shake up some, you know, if something has become a bit stagnant um, in a relationship or in a partnership, um, an acroyoga practice can kind of, yeah, shake it up a little bit and offer new perspectives and new ways of thinking about how you talk to each other. Yeah, and I think it's also like, even it doesn't have to be a male-female role. Mm. It could be very much any any gender, any sex together, or anything like that. It's not just one or the other. It's but it's also even if it is male-female, you can really switch that up. The female could be the base, and the flyer could be the male. Like it's completely whatever goes. Really, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. There's no there's no set structure. There's no set anything. Yeah, and we love to challenge that like I I'm six foot something and quite a big guy and Julie's tiny and sometimes I'm like I want to fly today that's brilliant I would love to see a video of that coming up 
but yeah no it's I think it's one of those really interesting things that if it is that one way is always in a relationship or something like that there's always that opportunity to shake it up there's always that opportunity to be like actually I'm going to have a little bit of, of time for flying this time round, or I'm going to base this time round and see yes. how that feels. So change that role a little bit, like have that communication, try that, try a different way. It's yeah, it's really interesting because for me, I've always been the base. Mm. And for one day I just went, actually, I really want to fly. <laughs> and I mean, it, it, I, I fell. <laughs> or, or my feet didn't come off the floor because Julie's quite short. But... <laughs> <laughs> there's still that we still shook it up a little <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I love that you brought that up about the gender roles and the gender roles in which we play and I think acro yoga could be a good place to experiment with those gender roles how does it feel to do something that would typically be a different gender than the one you are kind of acting out in the world how does that feel for you to follow through with that I think that's that's really interesting <clears throat> And I think a lot of the listeners might be thinking, well, you know, acro yoga sounds great, but it's COVID. So how are we going to get this touch that so many of us are really craving? How can they find that now during COVID? And also what does it look like after COVID? In all honesty, <laughs> right now, obviously, unless you are in a partnership it's going to be really hard with covid around not able to touch other people apart from the people that you are intimate with like it it can be limiting but uh i don't know maybe there is a creative way that we like we duly have like kept our practice going by working with things in our house that are similar so like working with a staircase or working with some chairs like keeping practice kind of alive or some creative juices flowing I guess mm. anything from you Jules well we also um, some of the couples that we taught in person um pre-lockdown we've been able to keep teaching them on zoom um which is also interesting it offers something for us when we can't physically demonstrate something together how do we communicate something that is about touch when we can't actually touch in person um but I think Acroga has a huge place for when we're able to actually touch again and it's not that much of a taboo and we think sort of COVID you know when when we're able to go out and actually make physical contact with other people I think it has such a huge place because I think there's going to be a massive transitional period to getting really confident with receiving touch and giving touch to other people when we're so used to like wearing gloves or sanitizing everything or wearing masks or staying like a really big distance mm -hmm. and acroga is like the complete antidote to that mm -hmm. um i think it's going to have a really valuable place to just relearn like how we trust other bodies how we work with support how we like lean into someone else physically um mm -hmm. and not just over the phone um, mm -hmm. i hope whenever that might be <laughs> <laughs> i love that and Rob said the saying, get the juices flowing. And that made me think about this study that I was looking at, um, which shows improvements of physiological sexual arousal following exercise. So this is any exercise, not necessarily acro yoga. And this is because of an increase in sympathetic nervous system. So that fight and flight that I talk about a lot, as well as endocrine factors. It states that this enhances sexual satisfaction indirectly by preserving autonomic flexibility. 
What this means is that the nervous system is more able to adapt to changes in the environment by responding with things like heart rate and ability to focus and attention. This benefits cardiovascular health and mood. The research also shows studies that have examined the treatment of sexual dysfunction, and in two cases, both women with antidepressants induce sexual dysfunction, which I assume to be low sexual desire. And for women who have undergone hysterectomies, the exercise interventions have helped these women to overcome their difficulties. So I think if you are not in a couple or you're in a couple and acro yoga is not appropriate for you, maybe, um, well, I think if you're able-bodied, if you're not as able-bodied, you could maybe have a one-to-one anyway, and there might be different ways for you to find this in your practice. But the evidence is showing that movement, something that you enjoy, I think you have to enjoy it, if not, it's not going to work. But something that you enjoy gets that arousal, mm. that excitement, energy flowing in the body that could have a direct influence on your sex life. So if you are feeling a little bit bored, you know, two birds, one stone, um, do a bit of exercise and then maybe that can um, link to the bedroom as well. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> now, I'm wondering if we could bring this back to mental health. Um, have you guys kind of seen a difference in your mental health or the mental health of people you have taught through dance yoga, acro yoga practices? Because I'm a huge believer in how moving the body can have a direct, you know how I was talking about with um, sexual arousal and sexual desire, it also has a direct influence on our mental health and well-being too. Well, yeah, I definitely think so. I think even for me, I think there has been a point, especially in this in this time right now. Like I think all of us have struggled with some sort of mental health over over this over these three lockdowns that we've been put through. Um, and movement's always been a way for me to reconnect. Movement's always been a way for me to kind of come back and be like, yeah, that's who I am. That's that's what I connect with the most and um, especially when we did get to practice when we got out of the first lockdown and me and Julie got back into practicing especially and we created some really amazing flows and flows are kind of like things that go from start to finish and can repeat and it's like a sequence of movement with an acro yoga we created some really beautiful flows and there was a sense of freedom there's a sense of mental freedom with that as well and just creative freedom that kind of allows all those trapping thoughts that we may have mm. to really vanish and just kind of go okay mm. this is actually really beautiful to do this is really liberating to experience and just that kind of success story in a way if you want mm. of completing something like maybe there's a there's a, a acro yoga move that you've been really struggling with or we've been really we've been really trying really trying to get right and really understanding and actually having that time apart to just talk and communicate in a different way and then come back to it physically actually completely changed. And we went, we managed to get something and we managed to create our own way of doing it, which through that's only through movement and that's only through our mental mental capacities and mental, mental health being in the right place at that right time. So yeah, I think there's a mass connection between movement, mental health, dance, even acro yoga, especially, Right now, if the especially if couples are really struggling with, like they've had to live with each other for the last year, <laughs> potentially twenty four seven, you know, like boredom in conversation can become very quick in that respect. And yeah. I think this can offer this, as we were saying before, this can really shake that up. So, just even the shake up physically could really shake up mentally. 
I also think, you know, any kind of movement releases endorphins that makes us feel better. Like it's, you know, that's just scientifically proven. But I think any creative movement practice just adds so much more because like sometimes what we can't express verbally or in writing, we're able to express more physically with our bodies and being like a full body practice where we engage not just physically, but creatively our minds. Um, it kind of just feels like it brings together lots of things. Um, I remember listening to some studies around sort of um, how to keep mentally fit in lockdown um, and how creativity just kept coming back and back and back and back, whether that's through writing or drawing or um, doing anything arts and crafty, but anything that gets our creative juices flowing. And then when you combine that with something like dance and yoga, which is a movement practice, and we get all those like good feeling hormones out. Um, I feel like it's hugely beneficial to mental health. And I mean, I recognize it in myself if I, um, if I have an injury and I'm not able to move in the way that I normally am, uh, I once sprained both my ankles, um, I wasn't able to move for a while. And then when I was able to move, you see this huge shift in, um, in, yeah, in sort of overall capacity to think clearer and to communicate better and to um, have a bit more energy. So I think it has a huge, huge link. So guys, just before we round up, if, is there like one pose a safe pose that you could explain that the listeners might be able to do it might not be acro yoga acro yoga but maybe something they can do together at home in a safe environment um can you verbally instruct us through that now i think something maybe you can do that is a has a good kind of groundwork for acro yoga mm-hmm. it's working a bit with counterbalance um so both leaning away from each other and leaning towards each other so one thing to that's really good to start that is if you just hold either each other's hands or wrist facing each other and lean away and just work on what that feels like taking weight and giving your own weight and similarly you could do this back to back leaning against each other and just see what it's like to to kind of give each other that weight to really press in and you're going to find that you're probably going to crumble a little bit if you don't give enough weight so working with counterbalance is a really good uh, really good starting place yeah, and I think also just going on from that, you could probably do another counterbalance and stand back to back. And you can also laugh at each other because it's absolutely hilarious, right? <laughs> you kind of put, go back to back, you try and sit down just together at the same time, try and sit down. So you really need to press into each other from on your backs, really sit down. And then you've got to push in more to try and stand back up and come back to your feet. So, and that one is absolutely hilarious because one person will be pushing more than the other and you'll topple over or someone will do something and you just just take a good laugh at it because that's the, that's the joy, that's the exploration, that's the playfulness that we go for. Yeah. So that one Rob was just saying with the back-to-back, I think you guys link arms, right? That's the way that they do it. And you don't have to. Don't have to? Oh. You don't have to. You can free do it free arms. arms. Yeah, just <laughs> free arms. get them moving as well. <laughs> get those endorphins flowing. <laughs> Get some arm exercises in there. (laughs) And the one Julie was there, you hold hands, right? If you're facing each other front to front. Hold hands and hold the wrist. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. It has been such a pleasure to have you. Um, Really enjoyed my first three-way. And (laughs) (laughs) work. work. (laughs) I wish you guys could see Rob's face now. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sometimes I really wish the listeners could like see see some of the interactions that we have through the camera. Um, yeah, where can the listeners find you? So you can find us on our website, which is acroyogacollective.com. Or you can find us on social. We are at Acroyoga Collective on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming, guys. It was such a dream to have you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for having us. <laughs>